eager to step into your authenticity and live the life of your wildest dreams? Good news, you can. Everything you need to create your own happy ending is inside of you now. You are already enough. The only thing that needs to shift is your perspective. This is the Sparkling Hippie Podcast, and I'm your host, Haley Hooper. I hope you're having a beautiful day. I am coming to you from New Brighton Beach, which is near Christchurch, New Zealand. And it's totally fun. They're having a, this is a really big surfing community, a surfer's beach. And they're actually having a surfing competition this weekend that just started. Um, So that's pretty cool. Basically, this episode, I wanted to talk about what the heck I'm doing how you can do it, and just what what all this mess is. <laughs> I get so many people asking me questions about, okay, how are you living in New Zealand, and what are you doing, and um, just lots of questions, and I've met so many like younger 20-something people too recently, and I just want to encourage them to take advantage of the opportunities that they have um, that might be lead to something similar as to what I'm doing. I am talking about traveling abroad and that sort of thing, Um, which is a, I think it's a big part of my message because it does speak to the fact of living a life that's authentic to who you are and not just um, turning off kind of your spark and following in the status quo. I believe, as you've heard me speak, I believe that, you know, we use self-expression as a means of putting who we truly are out into the world. And one of the ways we do that is by our day-to-day lifestyle, the way we live our life. And so if that means living in a van in New Zealand, do it because you're not doing it to impress someone. You're not doing it for Instagram. You're not doing it to get rich or to make your parents proud. You're doing it because it helps you get a better understanding of who you are and it helps you express yourself um, in an environment that feels natural and easy and comfortable. So um, that's kind of the, I guess, the the pool behind today's message. But we're actually going to be talking a lot more surface level about working holiday visas and opportunities for Americans specifically. So before I dive into that, I have to share an amazing story with you guys. (laughs) You probably know by now, life on the road is incredibly unpredictable, always full of adventures. And this most recent one, so I will go ahead and and touch on this. There is a, well, there's a lot of different websites and a lot of different ways to do it. But one of the ways we travel is we will volunteer to work with people. Um, So just like This is like, picture like your parents, right? And they like, oh, we need to stain the deck. And I really wish, you know, I could use a hand cleaning out the garden or cleaning out the flower bed for the fall or whatever. And so they would put an ad on this website. Hey, if you'll come help us with these random chores for a week, you can stay in our spare bedroom and we'll feed you breakfast and lunch. Like that's the type of thing I'm talking about. And so, and, and it goes by, we use Help X. Um, but that's also called Wolfing. Um, there are like, it's a little bit different from Couch Surfer, but I know a lot of backpackers use Couch Surfer um, and several other websites. But 
So this is something I did all across Australia. For those of you who don't know, I did previously do eight months in Australia a couple years back, and now I'm just hit my eighth month in New Zealand yesterday. Woohoo! And so, um, yeah, the help the help ex the volunteering is something I have a lot of experience with, and Tyler too now on this trip. And so we found we're ending our. We've kind of seen most of the country, and we're kind of coming, bringing things to a close. We're here in Christchurch. This is where we'll fly out at some point in the next two months. Don't ask me when, because I don't know. Um, and um, we found a Help X, a volunteering gig that allowed us to stay in the area, have free room and board, and um, it actually ended up being a house sit which house-sitting is another thing we do to keep our expenses low and be able to travel this beautiful country. So this was an ad for a volunteer that actually needed someone to volunteer and then move into house-sitting. And so, (laughs) okay, so the guy's name is Neil. You read the ad, you're like, okay, this sounds like a good fit. You message back and forth, and then... um, you know, eventually you'll probably exchange phone numbers and text or call. So I had texted Neil, like we had messaged and then we had texted for a while. And then I talked to him on the phone once. And the idea was my cousin Rachel came, we dropped her off on March 7th. And then we had previously of like few, like on March 2nd, we talked to Neil and we're like, Hey, we'll be there on the 7th. And he was like, great. See you then. Well, on the 7th, after we drop off Rachel, we go to meet Neil at his house, and we can't get a hold of him. So we kind of <laughs> seriously spent the day in a parking lot playing on our phones because it sounds ridiculous, but then Tyler and I were like, well, where else are you supposed to go? Like, we're in our living room. <laughs> like, this is our house. So, I mean, you know, it was the equivalent of going home and hanging out. <laughs> so we sat in a in McDonald's parking lot, played on our phones, waited, like, a lot of the day, went for a walk on the beach, never heard from him. So eventually we go to the nearest free camp, which is about 40 minutes away, and we ended up spending actually two or three days there until we heard from Neil. And we're like, kind of, what's the deal? You know, like he said we could come on the 7th, now we haven't heard from him. (laughs) So (laughs) um, eventually, a couple days later, we heard, he calls, this Neil guy calls, and he's like, yeah, come on by, here's my address, Um, I'll be there around 4 o'clock tonight if you want to meet. And you know when you start talking to someone, like maybe on Tinder or Facebook Messenger, I don't know, like you just kind of get this vision in your head of who that person is. So like my vision was like Neil was going to be this this old guy. Like he seemed like, you know, like an older guy because his, his ad was like, you know, I just need a few things around the house, maybe some gardening or something. And he had just had a surgery and he was slowly recovering. And so I'm like, okay, it's going to be like probably an older gentleman and you know, we'll just, you know, politely stay with him a couple nights and then he's going on vacation and we'll sit his house. So that was kind of my expectations. And so we get to get on our way. And by the way, like you have to understand, we have not done laundry because if you're not house sitting or volunteering, laundry costs money, like usually 20 bucks every time we do it, which we do huge loads. Um, and then we hadn't showered because showers are generally like four or five, six bucks a piece. And we were, <laughs> we were only on day like four or five, to be fair. But seriously, it was time to do laundry. It was time to shower. And we were kind of holding off on all of this because we knew we were coming to this house sit. So 
<laughs> we show up to meet Neil, you know, I'll th- we tried to cover the stink though, you guys, like I was essential oiled up and Tyler even put on a new shirt. Like we, we did what we needed to do to make sure we didn't look like super dirty hippies, just kind of dirty hippies. And so, you know, you get kind of nervous cause you're like, okay, like I want to put my best foot forward. I want them to like me and I want to show that I'm here to work and earn my spot. Well, this is us. And we walk up and it's like we walk down this long driveway with like, you know, it's fenced in on both sides. And we're like, I don't know if this is the right place. And there's kind of a house to the side. And then there's another house on the other side, all in this little area. And so we're just kind of like looking lost. And then this tall um, guy with a man bun comes out. And he's like, hey, are you Haley? And I'm like, yeah, are you Neil? And he's like, no, no, I'm Norby. Uh, I'm another helper here too. And I was like, okay. So Norby shows us, you know, here's your room. There's three rooms in this pretty small house. And he's like, this is my room. This is Neil's room. And this is your room. I'm like, okay, interesting. This is not one situation I've been in before. So we go and unpack and he, Norby shows us around wherever Norby's from, hungry. And he is super interesting. We've grown to be great friends with him. Well, then he introduces us to a guy from Germany. And this guy is staying here too, but his camper van's in the driveway. So he's just sleeping in the van and hanging out inside. And our main job in this gig is there's an Airbnb next door. And our main job is to kind of, you know, when guests check out, we, we put fresh sheets on and clean up and flip it, basically. So we're like, okay, okay. So we kind of move ourselves in, make ourselves at home. Um, yeah, they're like, yeah, Neil will be back later, probably. And we're like, okay. So we kind of start making dinner and everything. And sure enough, eventually... Uh, this guy comes in and he's like, oh, hey, Haley, I'm Neil. And like, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> My face was like, ah, he was not an old guy at all. He was not much older than us. Uh, Kiwi talks super fast in typical Kiwi fashion. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm just really busy. He has like five jobs. He's taking some self-development courses. He's in and out. Talk to the guy maybe five minutes before he leaves for another something. <laughs> So we're like, all right, cool. Well, the next day, Tyler and I are eating lunch, and a girl walks up. And we're like, who's this? And she's like, hey, I'm um, from France, and I'm a helper here. And I'm like, what? I I was like, whoa, but where do we tell her to? We we don't have a room. Like, where is she supposed to go? Well, we find out there's also a motorhome. Like a really, it's really nice. This does this may sound bad, but it's actually a really nice area. There's a motorhome in the in the yard in between our house and Airbnb. Neil's like, oh yeah, she's she's gonna stay there. It's totally cool. And she had already sold her camper van, and so she shows up with like backpacks and bags and boxes, and she's like, well, I have to have this place to stay. And so we like get her all set up in the camper van. <laughs> The next morning, I, again, because I've been up early filming for Quiddity, by the way, which was super fun. Thank you to all of you who showed up. It was awesome. And I talked to Neil for like five minutes at like six in the morning. And then he's like, okay, well, I got to catch my flight. I'll see you next week. And that was it. And so this girl from France wakes up, you know, a couple hours later. So does everyone else. And she's like, so I've never met the guy. 
and I'm never going to meet the guy because I'll be gone before he gets back. <laughs> so now the, the five of us, you know, all backpackers, all from different countries, we're just hanging out in this cool little shit. Like, I don't know how I would describe it. It's like a woodsy cabin, but next to the beach. Totally awesome. Everything's beautiful. And we're just having a great time. Like, it's, it's so funny. It's like almost like a mini hostel. Um, but we are taking care of business. You will be happy to know we are flipping the Airbnb. I've got to fold laundry after this episode. So we're taking care of stuff. But anyways, it's just so funny. It's just, you know, the types of situations you find yourself in are amazing. <laughs> okay, all that to say, I want to put the message out there so hard that if you are interested in this lifestyle, it is absolutely possible. And anything that says it's not is your fear talking or someone else's fear talking. Okay. There are, as an American, there are, I believe, six countries in which you can get a working holiday visa. That is what I've been doing is a working holiday visa. So uh, that would be Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. So these three are what I would call like the simple ones. Um, All you have to do is be under age 30. You have to have a little bit of cash in savings so you can uh, technically get yourself out of the country if something were to happen. Um, and that's about it. And so those New Zealand, Australia, and Canada, if you're under the age 30 and willing to work um, and have just like a couple thousand dollars in savings, it's not really much, um, you can apply. It's super easy to apply for a visa. And if you get approved, you have one year to live and work in the country. And the great thing, I can't speak for Canada, but the great thing about Australia and New Zealand is that they are super backpacker friendly, super camper van friendly. Um, I did Australia without buying a vehicle and saw most of the entire country and did a lot of volunteer gigs along the way, did some work, had a blast. New Zealand I've done completely out of a camper van. So I can say both both countries have... um, there's a whole beautiful community of people who are living this undercurrent life. And I, there's just like this, this tangible feeling of freedom. When you're, when you're sitting in the living room talking to a guy from Hungary and a girl from France and another guy from Germany, and you're discussing what's going on in the world, and you get three different amazing real person point of views. And you're talking about... Um, food and we're like trying to make a meal together and it's it's beautiful and we've experienced this in camper van parks in volunteer jobs Um, in Australia I stayed in tons of hostels and there's nothing like it in the world if you want to increase your compassion and understanding for the world travel in this way travel backpack backpack because you will see a kindness and a humanity in in people of all cultures that the the news um books no one no one can put it no one shows you this you know it's I have not seen it anywhere except in my travels abroad um especially I love hostels like people in the states are so afraid of hostels but I love them I feel like I've made the best friends there you've learned so much it's very communal type living um very, very different from how t- typically in the United States, you know, we're very independent. We're very, this is mine. This is not yours. <laughs> we like kind of keep to ourselves. And that's, 
Most cultures, that's not the case. Most cultures are so open and welcoming and are more than happy to share. In fact, we met a guy who rode his bike all through Iran and said, he's been all over the world, by the way, every different country you can imagine. And he said Iran was his favorite place in the world because it was the nicest people. And you're just like, well, that's not at all what I've ever been told in the media. In fact, I'm scared of that place. Why am I scared? Because I've been told stories that I do not know to be true. Um, so that's really interesting. So New Zealand, Australia, Canada, simple, under 30, do it. Even if you, I'm going to get this wrong, but like if you're about to turn 30, say you turn 30 in a month, you can still do it. Go. (laughs) You have one year from the time you set foot into the country until your visa expires. So super easy. You don't have to be rich. People, when I went to Australia, people were accusing my parents of paying for it and they just thought I was super wealthy and, you know, like, I don't know, like a daddy scholarship or something. And I remember my mom getting pretty frank with people, like, absolutely not. She worked her butt off and saved her money for um, about a year, sometime, I think it may have been two years, but, and then she's over there working hard. Like I did, um, I worked on farms, I managed a cafe and cabins, um, I worked on a vineyard, uh, a lot of different things. And so, yeah, you don't have to have a degree. You don't have, you just gotta be willing to work. There are so many fruit picking jobs, like, and truthfully, the Australian economy depends on backpackers to pick the fruit. Like that is their, that's an industry that that is a role that the backpackers feel for them. Like that's part of their economy. In Australia alone, these are old numbers, so it's probably more now, the backpacking so working holiday visa in um accounted for like the i want to say the third largest economy in australia now i'm gonna have to look that up now that i've quoted it and i'm gonna get it wrong somebody's gonna tell me but um it's really high up there needless to say it's really high up there um okay so the other three countries you can get a working holiday visa in singapore ireland and malaysia But these three, because I'm like, duh, I'm going to Ireland. Nope. You got to be a student at a university. Um, Their rules are a little bit different. It's not just as free or whatever. Their rules are a little bit different. For Americans, I'm strictly speaking for working holidays if you are an American citizen. Um, Another fun fact about Canada, as a U.S. citizen, you can actually go to Canada without a visa for 180 days out of the year. So that's a pretty fun fact. You can go travel and then when, if you do decide you want to stay and work, then apply for your working holiday visa. And then you have a year once that visa is approved and you're in the country. Um, so that's a super fun thing to do. Um, what other questions you have? So anyone, like if I ever have kids, when my kids turn 18, I'm kicking them out the door. And I want to say, Go travel. I don't care if it's a summer abroad or you do a year abroad. You need to go travel because there is a certain type of education, compassion, understanding, um, a love for our environment as a whole and for humanity as a whole that I have found in traveling that I've not found anywhere else in my life. Um, I also did. So here's another way you could travel without a um, visa. As an American, you can spend three months at a time in Europe. 
And before I started, so, okay, I went to Australia. I came back. I had spent all my money. I had no clue what I wanted to do, um, but I knew I wanted to keep traveling. So I took a job waitressing, did nothing but save up for eight months. And then I was planning, a tr- I was like, okay, I'm going to keep saving a few more months and then I want to go to Europe. Well, I actually got offered a really nice job in the meantime and doing public relations. And I told them, I said, well, my goal to myself this year was to make it to Europe. So if you could give me a month before I start to fulfill that goal, I would be more than happy to work for you. And they went for it. You know, they say so much, so many times, you don't get what you don't ask for. And I remember my friends being appalled that I asked. And I was like, why not? They want me. I want them. This is how, this is what I'm asking. And they were, they were thrilled to give me that. It wasn't a big deal at all. And so (laughs) I got the job. Like two days later, I was on a plane (laughs) to Europe. So I called my friend Maggie, who lives in Germany. I was like, hey, I'm coming. She was like, oh my gosh, okay. I fortunately had already bought, this is another pro tip, Lonely Planet. If you do not know about Lonely Planet, write that down. If you plan on traveling to a foreign country, get get yourself a Lonely Planet book about that country and study it before you go. And then keep it with you while you're there. That is my guide. That is my that is your field guide. It is so helpful. So I already had purchased several months back before my trip. I had purchased Europe on a shoestring, and a separate book just for Germany. And I'd been um, kind of studying, figuring out where I wanted to go. But I still thought this was months away. Well, anyways, I planned the trip in two days and just went. <laughs> I ended up doing um, five countries in one month. I did Prague in the Czech Republic, Belgium. Uh, Italy, Germany, and Liverpool, England for a total of 12 hours. I did it on a layover to see all the Beatles museums, (laughs) which was fabulous. So awesome. Um, It wasn't nearly enough. Like I'm craving to go back there. Europe was amazing. So different than I ever expected, but it was enough to get my feet wet. And it was a month that I will never forget. And I went back and I went straight to work. So there was like no fear of anything. I was like, okay, well, what's the worst thing I do? I spent all my money again. Oh, well, I'm going right back to work. So it was not a problem. And I want to say too, I'm just going to be really, really vulnerable here with you. And I can go back and really get the numbers to be specific. If you're interested in this, let me know. And I will definitely hit you up with real, like hard facts, hard numbers. (laughs) Um, I think my entire trip to Europe, plane ticket, uh, I went, I did a lot of like fun stuff. I had gelato in, in Florence and I had pizza in Napoli. I went clubbing in Prague. Um, had a blast. My entire trip was about $3,000 total. You spend more than that in subscriptions per year on Netflix, Hulu, all this sorry, it's not dumb. All of these things that are unnecessary. You can, the thing about it is when I ever get, when I get ready to travel, so like New Zealand, I saved for two years. I went into that job knowing, hey, I'm going to get out in two years. I guess it's okay for me to say that now. I'll probably have some ex-coworkers listening, but whatever. I went into that job knowing, okay, put it away, put it away. And so I typically always live on about 40% of my income and I try to save 50% or more. Um, and that's including 
Like I always set aside some for donations. I set aside, um, like I, I have what I need, if you know what I mean. I pay the bills and everything, and then anything extra I put away. And I do have fun while I'm in the States, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, like Tyler and I traveled all the time while we were there, but we travel affordably. And I didn't always have the nicest new phone. I don't have a new car. I didn't, I've never even owned a television in my life, okay? That's where we're at. But all of that to say, you cut down on these needless expenses. No Starbucks. I don't even have a Starbucks <laughs> where I'm from. But none of that, none of that stuff. Um, it means saying no to a brand new jacket when I really wanted one. It means saying no to, um, like a weekend in Florida randomly, right? It's, it's living as frugally as possible in order to build up the savings as fast as possible in order to make that next trip. And I've talked to backpackers around the world that we're all doing this. It's this big secret that like, oh, if only I could do that. The big secret is everyone's doing it and Americans are the last to get on board. And it's totally easy, it's totally fun, it's totally recommended by the Sparkling Hippie. I think everyone should do it, no matter what age you are. But specifically under 30, I'm saying, if I find out you didn't get your butt abroad and you're under 30 and you're listening to this, you're in trouble. Um, so uh, now I totally lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, so it's it's building up the savings. So for two years I lived as I and I had a great job with great benefits. I was very 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 blessed, um, and I I still obviously like bought clothes that I wanted. And I like like I said, Tyler and I went to San Francisco, New York City, Canada, all during that time. But we did so on a budget, always, 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 always on a budget, and willingly giving up certain other things that I did not need in order to keep that travel account. And I do have a separate savings account for travel that I put into regularly. Um, it's keeping all of that in mind, knowing that at the end of two years, I wanted to have X amount of dollars in the bank in order to come to New Zealand and make this dream happen. And then as timeline gets shorter and I know, okay, I'm six months out, you best believe I go hardcore. Is <laughs> no, no concerts, no, <laughs> Day trip, yeah, we are saving because I want to make it as smooth as possible to, to go to an, uh, an international country and live fluidly. So um, another very, very transparent thing. I spent eight months in Australia, right? Entire trip, plane ticket both ways, everything cost. Um, I spent 7,000 US dollars in eight months. Think about that. That is less than a thousand dollars a month. Can you do that in the United States? I don't know. It's difficult. It's very difficult. Uh, the jury's still out on New Zealand for our total cost, but I will say Tyler and I together, I keep a spreadsheet of all of our expenses and we on average spend about $1,200 a month together. That's uh, food, that's gas, that's improvements to the van, um, showers, laundry, all of these things. Again, we still live very, very, very frugally. Like we say no to a lot of things. We have a fun fact. We have spent money on like an experience three times on this trip. That's it. The rest of everything we do is free, free hiking. Um, we go to free museums and New Zealand is great because there's so many amazing free things that you can do. Um, 
But yeah, we've only spent money on three experiences. The rest has been all free. So generally what we're spending is food, gas, and uh, yeah, like random things, shower and accommodation. <laughs> um, most of our campsites are free. Rachel, when she visited, she was very surprised to know that. Um, and once we bought the van, then like that's our rent for the whole time we're here. So yeah, we do really well. That's between the two of us. And I'm not talking about my business expenses or when Tyler goes and buys a new fishing pole. That's not, that's, that's our own business, but about 1200 for most everything. And we do have, you know, like beers at a brewery. We visit lots of breweries. We visit wineries and we'll have a drink, but like we eat out maybe once a week, probably a lot less, like depends on where we're at. So like we're still enjoying ourselves. We're having a blast, but we're doing it at a cost that's affordable to both of us at this time in our lives. So um, I'm not going to go into mindset right now, but if you have a desire in your heart, if you feel the call of wonderlust and you're curious, you can do it. Anything saying you can't, again, is fear or someone else's fear projected on you. Um, The world is not a scary place. The world is a beautiful, loving, kind place full of very generous people. And I don't think we're taught that. I think we're oftentimes taught to fear other people and other religions and they're bad. And the more I travel, the more I see that's incorrect. Everyone, the majority of people in the world are kind and loving and, and, and would open up their homes to you. We've had more people on this trip meet them, I don't know, out on the ocean fishing, and they're like, oh, that's what you're doing? Cool. Would you like to stay at my house tonight? (laughs) This has happened multiple times. I'm not, like, not once or twice, like, probably half a dozen or more times. We've had people just, like, meet them randomly, and they're like, well, here, come stay with me. I'd love to feed you dinner. Like, I'd love to, you know. It's totally possible. I am at my 30-minute mark. This is one of the longest podcasts ever. (laughs) But this is important to me. This is something that I do get questions on. If your soul is calling, please let me know. Uh, Send me a comment, a DM, an email. I think all of that's public on the show notes. Um, Please let me know. And I would love to chat more if this is something of interest to you. If this is something that you'd like me to go deeper into. Um, Yeah. I just want to encourage you to follow your dream, whatever that dream is. Hey, if you could not give a flying flip about traveling the world, do you. That's the, that's the message. That's the heart of the message. It's live a life that is most authentic to you, period. Because everyone else is traveling is not a good reason to travel. You know, like do what lights you up. Do what brings your beauty into the world. That's what the sparkling hippie is about. That's what you were born for. That's what you were put on this planet for, to, to, to share your most beautiful, authentic self with the world. Okay. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Please, please, please leave a review. Share this with a friend. Maybe you have a friend who this would help. Share it. Leave a review, and I'll give you a shout-out. And thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Talk soon.